0: Monday afternoons here on Adelaide's uh, 5AA and joining me in the program right now, I'm looking forward to talking to both of these ladies, um, Dr Prue McAvoy, lead psychiatric director of the Department of Child Protection and Sue McDonald who's the executive director of service delivery and practice for the Department of Child Protection. Now the Department for Child Protection was formed about three years ago as a result of the, uh, the Royal Commission. First of all ladies good afternoon and welcome to 5AA and congratulations before we start On a job that not many of us would envy, who's going to go first? Oh.
1: I think I will. All oh, right, <laughs>
0: Prue speaking. Prue, yeah, prue. um Exactly. What What are your roles? What do you do? Well,
1: I think that's a really good th- good place to start, Tony, because this is a very new position. Yeah, uh, and it I was only
0: formed about a year ago. A year ago. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, prior to that, um, I have historically been the child adolescent psychiatrist for children in care, sitting within yeah. CAMS, and then I was the clinical director of our child and adolescent mental health service. But I guess my passion for uh, children. In this space, both you know, at the interface of the child protection system, but within the child protection system, led me to take on this role, which I feel very privileged and find it extremely exciting to try and think about how do we shift and change and um, just just. Oh, hold the child i guess at the center of everything that we do in terms of decision making
0: so who are the sort of children pro pru you're looking after i mean it, it's, well it's... i
1: guess i'm not looking after children as such but looking at the systems that we create for them for them when yeah. they come for them know, to be looked when after when they come into yeah. child protection and is that meeting their needs um both in terms of a creation of a sense of safety but then um you know i guess looking more broadly at you know are their life don't Remains being enhanced by being safe yeah. and I think that sometimes you know we always have to challenge ourselves in relation to that and make sure that whatever we are attempting to do for them has a therapeutic component.
0: Sue, uh, Sue McDonald, uh, Sue you're the Executive Director of Service Delivery and Practice within the department. What sort of situations w- where a child m- might come to you uh, or, and, and needing assistance or perhaps uh, you're aware of the, of the what are the circumstances that Oh, uh, that's quite a yeah, it's quite a broad, broad question. Yeah, yeah. It is, I know. Um,
2: we uh, we have notifications of abuse that range from sexual abuse, physical abuse, uh-huh. um, neglect.
0: Always yeah. from SAPOL?
2: Uh, No, no, from a variety of notifiers. So we have mandatory notification legislation which outlines the the notifiers. Our main notifiers are police, education, health, um, you know, systems where children um, and their families um, interact with outside of us. Um,
0: What what sort of placements are available for for kids who are vulnerable in this position? I mean, a, a broad range or is it narrow? How does it work?
2: Yeah, there is a broad range. I mean, our first position would always be that children and are better with their families, where they can be safely um, cared for by their families. Yeah. Um, so where there might be an interruption to a family's functioning um, and a child, um, w- we would always try to work with that family first in the first instance.
0: Oh, OK. So you go to the family and say, let's somehow or another work through this and, uh, and resolve it, if yes. that's at all possible.
2: Yes, yeah, yeah, we do, if that's possible. And we. we... How
0: many of those cases work? Uh, is there a percentage? You I mean, are we uh, talking 10, 15, 50
2: No? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a hard question because... Yeah. Um, there, there are there's a lot of early intervention programs that do work with families that that interact with families before we even get involved with them. I mean, once they get into our our system, um, it is the more pointy end of the system. So yeah. you know, obviously, it is where the more serious forms of abuse and neglect occur.
0: If you have a question regarding the issue, it's such a complicated issue. Uh, Dr. Prue McAvoy, lead psychiatrist and a director, and uh, and Sue McDonald, executive director of the services, are available right now on eight double two three. Double double without uh, going into any details, I was in Brisbane on the weekend, and the people at Camp Hill where we live mm. absolutely traumatized mm. by what happened at about eight twenty last wednesday morning mm. and um, it 's it's affected so many people some people didn't didn 't even know the the Clark family mm. were living at twenty six uh, raven street uh, but then you 've got some people that want to drive past and take a photo. Mm. You think, where is that coming from? I mean, but in a case like that, Prue, that's an extreme case. Um... Are you able yeah. to intervene and and do something long before it gets to that situation?
1: Well, we'd certainly hope that we can. Yes, yeah. and I guess that's where it is really reliant on um, child protection broadly being seen as a whole of community issue. Right. And I think rather than <coughs> think an
0: individual or a, a school issue or a street absolutely, issue,
1: absolutely, or yeah. a department issue. You but know, is, it,
0: can you understand why some of us think, <coughs> oh, I don't want to interfere. I'll sound like a sticky becking neighbour or uh, an interfering uh, co-parent at a school. I'm They'll say, "Oh look, rack off! You, uh, you've got your, your nose is longer than your than your brain."
1: Absolutely, but then I guess in that situation, there are a lot of families that would appreciate some support yes. and someone being alert to the the circumstances in which they live. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think probably now in our community, those some of those community structures have broken down yeah. and we're less likely to reach out to our neighbours or people in the street. But I guess once it gets, you know, as serious as clearly things were in that particular family and in many of the families we see, it really requires, you know, an interagency approach so, right. it requires health working with us, working with SAPOL, um, working with other community services to see if we can uh, address the, the multitude of issues which these families face. They're generally uh, parents who have probably themselves lived under adversity for a long time. Oh, and so then, a,
0: tr- uh, a trickle down effect, absolutely. sadly, an awful trickle absolutely. down effect.
2: And I'd I, I just add to that that. Um, when we're just reflecting on the matter on the weekend that that you referred to and family violence is um a very big issue Mm. that we face um in child protection so it's our sort of three biggest issues that we're often asked to intervene with and um manage help families manage
0: family violence
2: family violence and is
0: it all is the male always the perpetrator i'd imagine in most cases yes
2: yeah, well, quite often, Yeah, quite
0: often, yeah. Yes. Quite often, yeah. yeah. Uh, a gentleman from uh, Fulham Gardens, ladies, has given us a ring, and it's Kim, and he's on the line right now. Yes, uh, Good afternoon, Kim. Oh, good
3: afternoon, matey. How are you?
0: All righty. Okay, you, you've got a question for our, our guests. Yeah, I, um, I've uh, been
3: uh, fighting for four years now for um, custody of my child who was born in South Australia and is uh, what, what's considered the last of the part of the stolen generation. And uh, I've proven all my DNA and my stability in family and uh, my non-violence in the past. And I still have no uh, no way of getting that child back into my care, even though he was born there and is now in WA uh, custody. And uh, I've jumped through every single hoop they want me. And now just recently, um, the last three months, their mother has committed suicide. So they don't have no-one to fall on there. They only have uh, foster care. And I've been trying and trying every way I can to get some legal advice on how to
0: get my son back home uh, with the family where he belongs. It's probably a legal question, uh, Kim, more so than the yeah. one I could put to either Prue or, or Sue. But, ladies, would you, would you like to offer an opinion on that, Sue?
2: Oh, no, I, I need to reinforce that and to say I'm sorry to hear about um, the situation for you, Kim, and, and certainly sorry to hear about the suicide of uh, your son's oh, mother. Tragedy. Yeah, it is a tragedy. But, um, it, but
0: it, it is a legal question. Uh, yeah. Kim, it is it, a question that really uh, begs, uh, uh, really deserves legal advice. Barbara says, um, uh, not wanting to go on air, uh, would you put the question to the ladies, Pilko, to Dr. Um, Pru McAvoy and Sir McDonald? Are the AVO orders, again, this is a kind of a legal sort of a question, are the AVO orders uh, too too loosely structured, not enforced enough? I mean, uh, you you deal with it nearly on a daily basis. Uh, Prue, you're nodding your head there. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess, what, I mean, I think the the incident in Queensland has really challenged us all to think about that yes, whole space. Yes, it has, not it? it? Yeah. And the whole area of family violence, and certainly, you know, the. the Police here and, you know, around Australia are really, um, I think, grappling with the issue of how do we manage this better? And again, recognise that it is such a, unfortunately, such an integral part of our social fabric at the yes, moment. Sadly, uh, yeah. Yes,
0: sadly. Very sadly. Sadly it is, isn't and it? It was I, never talked I, about years ago. That, that's probably, that, that was a problem in itself. Yeah. It was never yeah. ever mentioned in the media or yeah. written about in the paper and certainly not on talk about no, family violence. That's a mm. th- That happened. Yeah. And, WA.
1: and I think, you know, this, the the part for us is just the absolutely tragic impact it has on children. I mean obviously the most tragic impact was seen in Queensland, but um, you know we see you know babies, small children, older children, absolutely impacted upon by family violence, yeah. you know, on a daily basis, really.
0: With the, so with, the, with these youngsters, if they're then given to a foster family or perhaps even a, a family member elsewhere, um, uh, what, are the, uh, what are the things that that family has to look out for, to, to, to try and completely... Uh, what do they do with a child like that?
2: Uh, I might hand over to Prue to talk a little bit more about it, but but what what I can say is that um, we we our, our first um, uh, preference for any care type is always going to be a family based placement for children. Oh, okay, right. So you know, just have the opportunity to really um,
0: go to an aunt or an uncle. Yeah, or, yeah but yeah, all of foster carers. Foster
2: carer, so so carer, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is a great opportunity for us to be here today, Pilko, to to really promote fostering and also to talk about the value of foster carers to our. But
0: society. how does how does one become a foster carer? I mean. What are the qualifications needed? Some people are thinking, love the idea, yeah. but oh, I'm too old, or I'm not wealthy enough, or the home is not big enough. I mean, what are the what are the requirements?
2: No, well, there is a um, there's actually a website that people can visit to take a short quiz to really address whether that is what they um, whether it is the right fit for them. But once you've registered to be a foster carer or registered your interest, there's an assessment process that you go through with of one course. of the agencies. But I can give you the details of that um, uh, website, and you know for the listeners to... Okay, well we
0: might as well get it now, we can repeat it a couple of Um, times here. It's
2: www.fostercare.sa.gov.au
0: so, www.fostercare.sa.gov.au. Yes. Not all that complicated at no, all. Not at all. Back in a moment or so, if you've got a question for either of the ladies, for uh, Dr. Prue McAvoy, a leading psychiatrist and a director of the Department of Child Protection, and Sue McDonald, this is the executive director. Here's the opportunity of getting that advice. You can do it anonymously, of course, by calling on 8223 0000. It's a quarter to two now. Usually when I shoot my gobble fix, it costs me. Yeah, Roy, well, that could all change because if you were one of our listeners, what you say could actually win something for you big time. Our mates at Agostino Mitsubishi are giving you the chance to win a brand spanking new Mitsubishi Mirage with 12 months rego valued at 50 15490 drive away. For the best deals, best service and best experience in 2020, call into Agostino, Mitsubishi, Nailsworth and Elizabeth or visit agostino.com.au. Licence number T20 forward slash A2. T's and C's apply. Head in a west and give it a test. (laughs) That's what we're up to. Discovering the good stuff. Like $15 lunch and dinners at the Excelsior Hotel every day. Yeah, I know. I had you at $15. We're talking the famous Excelsior filling fish and chips, or Pastor of the day, or schnitty. The list goes on. The price doesn't. It stays at
2: $15 with free salad and veg bar. What are you doing tonight? The Excelsior Hotel. I know. <laughs>
0: on Hawker and Cogland
2: Brompton. It's a Barrow Hotel. Want the biggest brands at the lowest prices? Then head to Chemist Warehouse today and save on big brand vitamins like Ostal Calcium and Vitamin D3 300 tablets, $27.99. Wagner Super Biomagnesium 100 tablets, $9.9. Swiss Ultibiotic Daily Digestive Probiotic 90 capsules, $39.99. Microgenics Men's All Women's Wellness Multivitamins 120 capsules, $28.99. Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day.
0: It's uh, now 14 minutes. To two. There's a lot of great things to see in this lovely state of ours and one of the easiest ways of exploring is uh, by speaking to Monty and Wayne at Blue Wattle Tours. You're talking about a, a wonderful family owned tour company and they go to all sorts of places. The Adelaide Hills, the Adelaide Wineries uh, to um, uh, along the beaches. It's just a lovely way of seeing the state and the uh, you can go on one of these tours uh, they even take boat trips believe it or not. Uh, they're very relaxed a very enjoyable way to spend the day going around and seeing South Australia. It's a a 21-seater. So it's catering for smaller groups. It's a very social engaging experience and if you're worried about mobility, not a problem at all because they can easily cater for you. What they do is actually offer a pick-up service from home. In our north, west and eastern suburbs and the price includes a lovely morning tea and then a delicious lunch early in the afternoon and monnie and Wayne really look after you. The number of people have done it regularly and have formed friendships over the years so if you're thinking, yeah, mobility's a bit of an issue not a problem at all. Pick you up from home and drop you off at home. It's a wonderful way of seeing the state and it's absolutely affordable and I said Monnie and Wayne, the people who own the company, uh, Wayne does the bus driving and Monnie does the talking and they're really lovely, lovely people. you get to like them right from the word go. To find out more about it, simply visit bluewattletours.com and find out about this uh, this t- terrific way of seeing this state of ours with Moni and Wayne, the people at Blue Wattle Tours.
1: When you run a pizza business like Luca, it's all about the dough. <laughs> it's true. You might say dough is the secret of his success. You're giving away my secret. But I'm not talking about his incredible pizzas. You're not? I'm talking about this kind of dough. By using ComBank FPOS terminals, the dough goes into Luca's account the day he earns it, so he can cover staff, rent, and ingredients. Like dough. Search ComBank Same Day Settlement for however you do business. With ComBank, you can. For eligibility terms and conditions, visit combank.com.au forward slash same day. Craniofacial Australia has been supporting those with craniofacial conditions for over 40 years in Australia and overseas. In 2020, as part of our commitment to research, Craniofacial Australia is offering grants to those who meet our funding guidelines on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in being part of this new and exciting program, simply email research at acmff.org.au. Be part of the team Changing Faces, Changing Lives. Visit craniofacial.com.au.
2: Looking for the perfect rental or trying to find the right tenant? At Toop & Toop, we take the hassle out of renting and property management. Whether it's catching up with one of our team members about your property needs or receiving live updates direct to your device, we are with you at every step of the way. We pride ourselves on combining cutting-edge technology and old-school customer service. It's one of the reasons we've been awarded Australia's number one real estate agency, three years running. Head to toop.com.au or call us anytime.
0: Call Glenelg Plumbing Service on 8295 for leaky taps. 8295 for hot water services. 8295 for blocked pipes. 8295 for Glenelg Plumbing Service.
2: Amy lives in poverty and dreads going to school. Her shoes are falling apart and she can't afford a proper school bag. She often hides at recess because she doesn't fit in. She's trying, but living in poverty means every day is a struggle. Amy has almost nothing left to give. Do you? You can help a child like Amy get the support they need for school. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search the Smith family.
0: Scraped your caravan? Walker crash caravan repairs. Easy insurance repairs fast. This is Tony Pilkington. And our guests, uh, Dr. Prew, uh, Dr. Pru McAvoy, who's a, a lead psychiatrist and the director of the Department of, of Child Protection in our state, and the executive director of the organisation is Sue McDonald. Ladies, um, do you ever? Do you ever get this? Is a dumb question. You're going to think, oh, only he could have asked it. Do you ever get depressed with your work and and, and think, oh, God, it's too hard. I, I want to give up and go and do something else. I
1: don't think that's a dumb question at all. I think it's one we grapple with working in child really? protection, really? and also we, you know, we have to grapple with it for our whole workforce because it's, you know, absolutely critical that our workforce who are dealing with really complex and often very sad situations yeah. day in day out, we really have to make sure that. They have the appropriate support structures in place, appropriate supervision, yeah. appropriate training, and that goes right up to our level. You know, mm. we need to you know have opportunities to debrief, to talk so, with our colleagues. Now that um, you
0: you put it like that, Prue, it's maybe not the dumbest question no, I, I've asked. It's a the, very
1: sensible so question. Yeah, yeah,
0: because you just assume, maybe incorrectly, sir, so that people who are doing the the line of work that you're doing are. Uh, Always, always up. Nothing, nothing mm. will get us down because we deal with these problems nearly on a, well on a daily basis. Mm. Uh, but uh, but it's important to make mm. sure that you and the rest of your staff are okay. Mm.
2: And it's important to maintain the hope that you know we obviously have hope that things will get better for children, mm. and we have hope that systems will come together.
0: E- even in the worst together. cases, sir.
2: Yeah, I think so. Really? Okay, and I hope that children's lives can be improved by our intervention or by the intervention of their therapist or, you know, obviously part of our role is to ensure that children have the opportunity to heal from any abuse or neglect that they might have experienced as a child. Do
0: you ever come across the fact that a, a youngster or a child comes to you and you're thinking they've they've been so traumatised and they've seen so much and have experienced mm-hmm. so many bad things that they're nearly irreparable they've, they've they've tipped over the edge
1: well I think that's what we're always mindful of yeah but I think you know and un- fortunately children are you know do have an extraordinary resilience and their brains are still developing which you know has the sort of i guess negative side that they're very vulnerable right. uh, to these sorts of events happening to them but the other side of that there's also capacity for healing and change in, within their brains if they're provided with the right environment where that can be nurtured so you know one of the things that um i've been doing since i've started in the department and you've only been
0: there a year i've you? only been yeah. there
1: a year yeah um holding case reviews so we get all the agencies that are around the child together so that we all understand what the child's needs are
0: who are these agencies we immediately it, it, think of, of, of sapol uh, well, and particularly
1: education is critical for yeah. children because so you're talking
0: about school teachers here and well and, we're
1: uh, talking about I guess people within education who in particular are looking at the well-being of their students. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because one of the, you know, the most disrupted thing in a child's life when these things happen is that, you know, they get pulled out of school or kindergarten. So... Creating some safety, even with childcare for very young children, right. can be incredibly important. So having those uh, services around us, disability services. Now we've got the NDIS, but that provides you know a, a further complication, but also um, a reassurance that we can get services on board as soon so. as we possibly can. Our other,
2: our other big partner is health, of course. Yes, um, and while, while Prue has only been in our department for a year, um, Prue did work. Um, obviously for the Department of Health. Okay, so um,
0: you have that background, right? Yes,
2: and her connection with our department was um, just so critical for many, many years um, to try and puzzle through this together.
0: At uh, Andrew's Farm, Erin has given us a call from there. Erin, good afternoon. Welcome. Hi,
3: thank you.
0: What's the question you have for our our guests?
3: So my question is just whether the statistics about how many um, kids are currently guardians of the minister have been kind of published publicly because i just wonder whether as a society we can really have an open conversation about how big this problem is when the general public just have no idea about how many kids are in this situation
2: that's an excellent question, and it's so here thank you for asking it um uh, our latest data um, would um, is that there's uh, currently we've just hit over four thousand children in out of home care. Yes, yeah, um, huge. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and it, and that's not the exact number, of course. It's, it's, it's a little bit over four thousand. But you, you make a good point about um, the need to really um, talk about the the. Yeah. Um, Quantum of the problem, mm. and think mm. about what what we do need to do as a community to address that. Erin,
0: how many would you have thought uh, before uh, you, Sue was able to tell you that number?
3: Look, I um, I worked thought, for I'd, a while I, as a carer, oh, so okay. I I knew the problem was big, and I've also worked in education, so I have a little bit of insight. But okay, right. I feel like because it's an expensive process to have children, um, you know, in care that. Maybe the conversation is a little bit shrouded in mystery, um, but I just feel like if we don't if we don't understand how many children are in situations that are dire, then the general public are never going to make no. it like a political issue, and you know they just kind of if it's unseen, people don't know that they need to get a bit vocal about the fact that we have kids in our Society that are you know that needs to be cared for, and they need people to advocate for them.
1: Mm. I think that's a, a really great statement, Erin, because it's one of, I guess, my long-standing frustrations is that the conversation doesn't become public enough Um, and there's a lot of data now saying that it's probably one of child maltreatment is probably one of the sort of the key public health issues and we should be treating it as that and I think um, unfortunately it tends to just get left, you know, this is something the Department for Child Protection needs to deal with when in fact it's every agency across
0: the board. Erin, thank you for the call. Uh, Chris, uh, you're at Banksia Park good afternoon. Good afternoon to you
3: guys um i'm still very upset about chloe valentine how her needs weren't met she stayed with her family you'd say you try to keep them with the family but it was far worse for her to stay with her family her health and her well-being were not absolutely met and it was disgusting that nothing was done to protect that child and others like her in situations like that sorry
0: well, yeah, but, I mean, it's an individual case and it was tragic and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, yeah, okay, the point that you make. Ladies, thank you for, uh, for your time this mm-hmm. afternoon and, and congratulations and love on, on, on the, the work you do. Not easy work, not easy work at all, but you obviously love it and you're good at it. Yeah. And uh, I'd thank hope you. perhaps uh, you'd come back and join us again one of these afternoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, uh, that email address again,
2: www.fostercare.com.
0: Gov.au. sa dot gov I
2: can leave that with you.
0: Yes, please though. leave it with Josh. And if anybody would like it, ladies, thanks for your thanks time. You very much. Thank Hope you. Hope to see you again. That's uh, Dr. prue McAvoy, a lead psychiatrist, the director of the Department of Child Protection, and uh, Sue McDonald, who's the executive director of the program. And if you're uh, interested to get that email address, Josh has it on hand. It's uh, a couple of minutes to uh, two o'clock now, and after two, on an.